0: Welcome back to the Dakota Student Podcast. I'm your host, Mason. And today I'm joined with Ben and Claire. How are you guys doing on this fine, sunshiny day?
1: Doing really good. It's like spring.
0: Oh, yeah. I think it got up to like 55 degrees here the other day. How's it going in Washington, Ben? It was just a beautiful
2: spring day. It started out raining and then it went to sunshine, then went back
0: to rain and then went to cloudy. Lovely. Claire, are you in uh, Grand Forks right now? I am. Yeah. Is it nice there?
1: Yeah. It's, I, when I went out to get groceries today, my car said 60 degrees. So I didn't wear a jacket. It was prime. People is were there any, out walking their dogs, wearing shorts.
2: Um, is there much snow left?
1: No, it's just like the piles that get like um, stuck in parking lots, but it, there's like so much dirt in them that they like don't melt. You know, but that's that's that, That's all it's left. There's nothing else. Huh.
0: How's the lovely smell of the coolie? You know, spring brings that smell.
1: I honestly haven't noticed it yet, but I'm only on campus like twice a week. So yeah, makes
2: sense. Mm -hmm. This episode of the Dakota Student Podcast is sponsored by Hope Church of Grand Forks. Are you looking for a group of people who will truly care about you and your story? Then check out Engage, a college ministry of Hope Church in Grand Forks. Engage is committed to being an authentic community of people who are doing life together on mission for Jesus. Check us out at gfhope.org engage.
0: That's gfhope.org engage. So uh, for some somewhat breaking news, I guess this is coming out a couple days later, but North Dakota or is it North Dakota or Grand Forks?
2: The lovely Grand Forks.
0: Grand Forks has lifted their mask mandate. Uh, some other states have, such as Texas and uh, Mississippi, I think. What do you guys think about that? I know there's been a lot of rage about it, and people are upset. I'm on the side where I don't really care. You know, if people want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to, sure. What do you guys think?
1: I I'm at the point where I think just wear your mask. It's not hard. It takes no time. A Oh, I see I, you no know, point in lifting a mask mandate simply because I know people are like oh this means I can do whatever I want because it's not just a mask people don't don't take anything else seriously so having something in place mandatory I think help reiterate that we're still in the middle of a pandemic just because it's been a year and you're sick of staying inside and having zoom classes doesn't change the fact that like We're still living through this. So I kind of wish we'd keep the mask mandate in place so people still recognize that this is serious. But, um, yeah.
2: Yeah, but you've you've also got to look at the fact that it's, that even though these states have lifted it, these large companies are still going to be requiring it. And I think what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot more People are gonna get frustrated that, oh, I don't have I can be somewhere I can be here and I don't need a mask, but if I go into this store, I have to have one. So I think
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I bet we're gonna see some conflict here coming up in the next little bit because someone is angry about is angry about the fact that this store is requiring them to wear a mask even though their state isn't. And if you look at all the CDC guidelines that they're saying, they're still saying to wear one. It's like they even just came out today saying that. Only fully vaccinated people can gather indoors without without masks. And Mm -hmm. these people. And that was still
1: in small groups, though.
2: With small groups. And they need to, they can do it if they're with low risk, unvaccinated people from a single household without masks and still physical distancing. Mm
0: -hmm. I just think people are so fed up with the government and all its interference. I understand it. I get it. They've closed countless businesses and, you know, it gets, it gets annoying when the government's intruding on a daily life and I get it. I'm still going to wear a mask. That's just because that's who I am. You know, I care about not getting sick and not getting others sick, but I don't know. I, I think leaving it up to businesses and people is the best way to go about it. I don't think we need government control over it. I don't know. I have a lot more faith in humans than some Ooh, other people. I, I do think.
1: not. I do not. Ooh. I do.
0: If they genuinely care about their well-being, they'll wear a mask. If they care about others, they'll probably wear a mask. If they're ignorant and close-minded, they'll probably not wear a mask. And, you know, Darwin, Darwinism, that takes uh, over.
1: Uh, but, <laughs> okay.
0: I don't know. I don't go outside. So I really don't have a say in this argument. You know, I, uh, I think I've been inside this whole, um, coronavirus pandemic, except for my trip to Colorado, which I wore a mask.
2: Yeah. Well, it it then brings up the question. So if you're on a flight and you're going from, let's just say Minneapolis to Dallas, Texas, if you go in, if you're in tech, if you enter Texas, uh, as the crow flies, do you need to wear a mask?
0: I'm guessing the, the airline you're on will probably require it and our i don't really know the regulations and the laws but i'm pretty sure airports might be considered federal so i, I don't know
1: i don't think they are
2: maybe uh, technically they are
1: all
0: right uh, okay with the tsa yeah it's a federal entity yeah. so i'm guessing they'll still be required when you are in an airport but
2: how, but do you, do you feel like people are gonna fight it once they know they're into Texas about it?
0: Oh, of course, dude. There, as much as I have faith in humanity, there are idiots out there, and idiots like to argue, so I don't know. it's It's gonna be interesting to see as all things. Um, yeah, I I'm, I'm on both sides, you know, I see why we should have a mandate. I see why people are upset with the mandate. It's just not my fight, if you know what I'm saying
2: yeah I, I get it it's it's an interesting line to walk on right now especially with coming up uh next week marks for some people well either this week either the last week this week or next week marks the one year um quote unquote anniversary for people um, of when all this started i remember for me this all started march 13th i was sitting in the airport ready to come home for spring break and everything went downhill from there.
0: Oh, for me, man, this has been long in the making. I think I first started covering the coronavirus back in January,
2: February last year. Yeah, we started, I remember how January, February of 2020, we were like, eh, we talked about every weekend. It's like, "Eh, it's not that big of a deal. And then we see, and then end of February, it starts getting really bad. And then we get the email. School's gonna be online for two weeks after spring break. Then, oh, like I think a day into spring break, school's online for the rest of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with uh, my sweet mate last year. I was about to drive home uh, for spring break. And she's like, oh, we'll, we'll just see each other when we come back after this, you know, essentially two weeks of vacation. I remember looking at her and I was like, I don't think this is gonna be done in, you know, three weeks. And I mean, That all came true. We're still living through it. So not that that was particularly prophetic, but that was my gut intuition back in March.
0: Yeah, I did the same thing. When I went home, I told my roommates, you know, I'll see you soon. I didn't go back until the next year. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's just kind of how life has gone. It seems like this, these past months, uh, past year has just gone by so quick. I've lost track of time
1: quick too, too oh many. gosh
0: i feel like it's gone quick i i don't even know what day we're in right now what day is it monday, monday. Um, yeah it's just you know i'm living day by day <laughs> yeah basically
1: i'm not gonna lie to you this summer felt like Uh, a year in itself i was also working retail though uh working retail for a very conservative company that was requiring customers to wear masks so uh every day was not fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) i could see that you know retail is not too fun i don't know it's not um it's gonna be interesting to see how how this all plays out I don't know why so many people are upset with Texas that don't even live in Texas I don't I don't get that argument let them do their thing states rights well, Mason,
2: still... Mason it goes right back to that the whole pipeline thing yeah in North Dakota it's like everyone from anywhere came to protest about it and half the people from North Dakota didn't weren't even there so
0: I'm still upset about that pipeline I'll admit it that was such a stupid deal to cancel it, man. That was,
2: and yet they go and do it in the Middle East instead.
0: Yeah, let's let's just cancel this pipeline that doesn't require any train transportation or shipping costs. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just ugh. Boy, so uh, I guess that brings up another thing. What do you guys think of Biden calling Governor Abbott's, you know, mask mandate cancellation Neanderthalic thinking? Do you guys think it is?
1: It's a pretty strong quote. I'll bet I had not heard heard of that description yet. I, ooh, I guess I don't know enough about uh, Texan politics, but I guess I'd be more concerned for like how city mask mandates are being handled because like in a city like Grand Forks or that just got lifted, which we already hashed that out. Um, it can go either way. Cause Whatever, small enough town. But we you're talking like Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, Houston. I mean, just major cities. With uh, there are still places where people are traveling to and from to go other places. Like I just think I'd be more concerned about what those city mandates are than the actual state overall.
0: But- yeah, that that is interesting. I'm, I'm guessing those areas still have the mandate. I don't think Texas made it so you can't mandate it. I don't. At least not to my knowledge, but.
1: Yeah, I don't know what level of politics trumps in that state if, you know, cities can override that.
0: I have no idea. Well, uh, people are getting vaccinated, so maybe we'll see more of these mandates lifting. I know, what was the statistic the other day? I think Texas saw a big drop in cases. I hope I'm not wrong in that.
1: I was looking at the New York Times uh, earlier today, and it sounds like the country overall is on a decline for both cases and the so that's good news. And I think the number of vaccinations was like 60 million overall, but then like of that 60 million, half have had both doses, so we're uh, in that range, I
2: want to so say. So they've given out a total of 90 million doses of that, Oof. 30 million are fully vaccinated.
1: okay. Then I goofed on my numbers. Thanks for correcting
2: me. Is this really right now? We've now given out more vaccines than cases. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'm looking that up.
0: Well, uh, my brother currently has the coronavirus, and he is not having fun with it.
2: So is is he getting the? Does he have the? Not does he have the more severe symptoms, or some of the milder ones, or?
0: Uh, I think he has some of the more severe ones. He's not in the hospital or anything, but it's, it's hitting him kind of hard. My stepbrother had it as well, and that didn't really do anything to him. So it's weird to see how different this disease can hit you.
2: Any you know? idea how they got it?
0: Um, I think my brother was at a surprise party for one of his buddies and picked it up there.
1: Mm.
2: It. It's, it's, uh, this is a very interesting disease at how still a year and uh, over a year into this now we, st- we think we know how it spreads, but we, who knows?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, when this was first breaking, there's so many different ways it was spreading, you know. Um, oh, and then don't forget
2: the list of symptoms you
0: know, every imaginable sy- symptom. Yeah. So,
2: um I can say this, we've given as of as of as of the numbers um from yesterday at least, the US had had a total of 29.1 million COVID cases. We've now given we have 30 million people fully vaccinated. That is only 9.3% of the population.
0: Hey, but we're getting there.
2: Yes. The United Kingdom is doing it a little bit slower though. They've only got um they've given out million doses, but only 500,000 are fully vaccinated.
0: Didn't they start earlier as well? I'm not
2: sure, but I also don't know if... Because remember, there was the rumor that they were only going to do the one... Give everyone one dose, then give everyone a second dose.
0: I'm not too familiar with it, but sure. I know they approved the vaccine first. Yes, I I believe... I don't know if they distributed it first. I don't know.
2: I think they've been having... um, uh, supply chain issues.
1: Hmm. I know I, I somehow end up on like Canadian TikTok, which is wild. I mean, I guess I live close enough to the border. Not the point, but I know people are really upset about how Canada's uh, disturbing their vaccine. I googled numbers just so I can. Get my get my facts straight here, but only 3%, 3.63% of the Canadian population has received at least one dose. That's mm-hmm. no bueno, especially, you know, since they are so well known for universal health care. That's a little interesting. I suppose it is different um, considering Canada is massive and just how their population is spread out. But I, yeah. I don't think this pandemic has them. hit them.
0: Very well. I'm pretty sure Canada has been doing, you know, rather poorly. You know, I know they have a lot of debt arising from this. I know
2: what country doesn't have debt from this.
0: I know, but like compared to everyone does, of course, <laughs> except maybe Russia. I haven't heard about Russia in a while. Um isn't that interesting? You yeah. hear
2: about one per one country's always in the news for a while and then you hear nothing?
0: Yeah. Well, Russia has their own suspicious. Right. <laughs> Didn't they develop their own <laughs> vaccine?
2: Yes, I believe so. Yeah,
0: so, yeah yes, I they they
2: they've had they had one ready in like June and were giving it to people.
0: Yeah, I'm sure countless people died from it, but I'm sure they learned. <laughs> we'll never hear about it though. Um, yeah, Canada. I don't. The U.S. is in the news a lot. We're under the microscope. I think Canada deserves a little attention with how they're doing. I think this is, you know, a big example of how universal healthcare isn't the best option for some areas. Canada has a wildly different population than us. I if I'm remembering correctly, I believe they still have less population than the state of California. So it's um, um, I don't know. I think it goes to show how ineffective universal healthcare can be and how ineffective that type of government can be. What do you guys just,
2: think? Um, before before we before we give our opinion, you are right, Mason. California has uh, thirty nine thirty nine point five million people. Canada has thirty seven point five million people.
1: Mm-hmm. You should look up the statistic on how many people um, like live below a certain parallel, because the population spread, I believe, is astronomically different. Oh yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Um I do know this for sure though that about their vaccine issues. It it sounds like their biggest problem is they don't have the ability or the capacity um to produce the vaccines lo- uh, locally. So they're having to d- rely on um outside uh producers to to get all their vaccine, that's at least what I'm understanding from this uh, article that BBC News put out uh, uh, about two weeks ago.
1: Okay, and of course, every other producer uh, is probably making for whatever locally, yes. so that's not but not a priority I, to ship out.
2: As of this article was written on the 19th of February, um, okay. they had only approved the Moderna and Pfizer. I'm not sure if they if the AstraZeneca one and the uh, Johnson Johnson one. Has been approved by them yet. Okay. Whereas we have the Moderna, the Pfizer, and the Johnson Johnson.
0: This is completely unre- unrelated, but it's it's pretty recent. So I feel like I should bring it up. Um, the Space Jam 2, have you guys been hearing about the changes they're doing? No. <laughs> no. Well, they, they just released that they're taking out Pepe Le Pew from Space Jam 2 because of some stereotypical stuff said in the cartoon. They're also changing um, Lola Bunny. Is that her name? I believe that's her name. I'm going to... Sorry. Yeah, Lola Bunny. They're also making her less sexualized. I guess she was too sexualized in the past. And I know that has caused some complaints on Twitter, but of course it's Twitter. Everyone's a critic. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I don't know. It's it's weird to see cartoons and like the Dr. Seuss stuff. It's weird to see that type of stuff get involved with this i guess you could say cancel culture it doesn't really
1: well i just wrote an opinion piece yeah yeah exactly um, okay so i clearly have opinions on that then but the dr seuss thing to slightly take that direction i don't understand why people are so upset about it simply because it's literally a dead author's estate that's controlling his works um he of the like he has about like 60 children's books published and so they're not producing publishing six of them that's a tenth of it okay and of the six titles I only recognized like two and even then, they are not like the ideal classic Dr. Seuss books I mean which
2: books out of curiosity what books were they
1: um it was like if i ran the zoo and then
0: yeah they were lesser known i didn't some, know something
1: like mulberry street the cat's quizler i'm i'm just spitballing. i'm trying to remember them, but like it, it, like yeah it's it's not the classic like Horton it's He's not green eggs or, and ham no the
2: cat and the hat or the lorax the Sneetches, no, no. uh the butter battle book that one's a good one
1: yeah, yeah, and so many of the more popular titles actually have a lot of um, political undertones that are taken more positively today. Uh, the Sneeches was uh, written in opposition to people who are, you know, anti-Jewish. Um,
0: the Lorax, so, I think, was a demonstration that, that's against how, deforestation. Right.
1: Yep, yep, and it, actually, in the Lorax, uh, I was I read a lot on this when writing this piece. In the Lorax, there was um, a comment about pollution in Lake Erie, just how the rhyming scheme went, which was also true at the time. And um, after Lake Erie had a big cleanup initiative, a lot of people wrote to Dr. Seuss and said, hey, this has changed. You should take this out of your book. And he did. Um, so there have been edits to Dr. Seuss books, including the ones that are not being published anymore. So, um yeah but as I said this is this author is not living anymore it's they're controlling his estate and honestly they're probably going to make way more money off of this conversation and people who think that Dr. Who's is getting canceled like no no one came out for him it's literally the people who are making money off of him like we can calm down
2: well he passed away in 1991 we're coming up on 30 years ago Mm mm-hmm and these are books that everyone has read.
0: I haven't read the six ones that
2: have been okay, canceled. but you but you've read a big majority of his, of his oh, books. Oh yeah, especially mm-hmm. the more famous ones. It's like
0: I'm sure if they canceled Green Eggs and Ham there'd be a far greater outcry.
2: That one, you got one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, um the sneetches, any of these ones or even like mm-hmm. The Grinch Stealing Christmas.
1: But I guess this also begs a bigger question, which I didn't get to in my um, in my piece, is how do we deal with art or any piece that's written by someone who has done something wrong? Now, obviously, some people would think that Dr. Seuss hasn't done anything wrong. He grew up, uh, he lived through both world wars, uh, then Korean War, Vietnam conflict, all of this stuff in the 60s, which... Um, voting rights and stuff like that even just women's rights in general like it's no wonder that some of the images and wording he used was what it was right but how do we interact with the works that he created or I mean sure someone would probably be like what about Adolf Hitler's paintings like no we're not diving into that but (laughs) I mean how do you interact with something that comes from a flawed human being I mean can we do we take the cancel culture route and throw down and say, nope, we don't, we don't take any of this? Because most people would say, yeah, we still like and appreciate Dr. Seuss, but um, we're just not going to be using these particular titles, you know? Um, that, yep. that, in my opinion, is the bigger question in the Dr. Seuss conversation of how do we interact with art, with artists who have done wrong?
0: I think a lot of this outcry... Like the Dr. Seuss being canceled is, you know, just a clickbait headline. People who hate cancel culture just immediately hopped on it without doing any research and mm-hmm. tweeted and Facebook messaged about it. And it got blown out of proportion. But I, I understand both sides again. You know, I I get why people are fed up with cancel culture. What's weird to see is some people on the Democrat side are getting fed up with cancel culture as well. Uh God, where did I just see this article? I forgot who.
2: I wonder if this was all a, a thing because there's a this a Fox News article says um, that their book sales have soared.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I I had mentioned that so, in my article too, that honestly, they, the publicity they get from all of this is through the roof, so. Okay, and
2: so if they're now in this whole thing, why are we now deciding that it's not a greatest book considering? It was written years ago. It's um, just the climate, have, man. We've re- and we've read these books for years.
1: Yeah, I, I do understand that. I think uh, I'd have to go look at the actual press statement from, it's like Dr. Susan Enterprises or something like that. But I think it had something to do.
0: Hold it's the political climate, in my opinion. Everyone's really emotional. Everyone takes everything personally. It's It's the way we live nowadays. And... I don't know. Some people say it's sad to see. Some people don't. I don't know.
1: Well, okay, I guess this doesn't answer the question. But the press statement was released on Dr. Seuss's birthday, so that, that's the timing of it, but not necessarily... That's the timing of the statement, but not the timing of the ending of publication. So... Hmm. Oh, she can spell.
0: Washington Post. Lovely source. They're cancerous in the way they... Do news, man. I hate it. I hate Washington Post.
2: Jeff Bezos. do You know, butter, this is man. a boycott. You know, this is boycott Amazon
0: week. Oh, yeah. Why am I? Get off there. But you
2: want know, to know the ironic part is so they someone said that uh, boycott Amazon, but no one realized all the di- there is someone who posted. Let me see if I can find it. All the part companies that uh, Amazon owns that you wouldn't be able to use. Um,
1: oh, doesn't Amazon own Blackboard?
2: uh i don't know do they
1: huh. i think they do i thought i saw it on a super bowl commercial because i because i was commenting to my dad he's like holy crap that's who he is uh,
0: i wouldn't be surprised if amazon owns some of zoom as well <sighs>
2: okay so if you do this you do you ha- you'd have to give up twitch
0: oh yeah
1: okay
2: um you'd have to give up um you could not go shopping at whole foods
1: oh wow that really affects my day life <laughs> in north forks north dakota um okay. you couldn't
2: use imdb they own imdb yes i that's didn't know that huh um you couldn't use uh let me just pull it there i guess that's
0: or. that makes sense when you go on imdb and they like say where to watch amazon's the first choice every time
2: you couldn't so you couldn't use audible Zappos, A-Books, Amazon Fresh, Whole Foods, Ring, Zox.
0: Everybody's got to take off their doorbells.
2: uh, Book Depository. I think these are these. Uh, um, AWS. um, Okay, and
1: so for the AWS, Blackboard uses the AWS. That's where the connection is. I I just looked it up. Um, So Amazon apparently does not own them, but... Close enough. No reason to do my homework. Update, making a political statement.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like you couldn't use all of these different, you couldn't use do Amazon Studio, so no uh, Prime Video for you. You couldn't use the robotics. So it's oh, yeah. like all of these companies that you just don't think about.
0: We actually just talked about this during my class, my brand and product management for this podcast. It's called the House of Brands. When a brand owns multiple brands, we use Procter & Gamble as an example. Uh, Yeah. Because they own tons. I don't know if you guys ever researched how many brands Procter & Gamble owns. but It's a lot, isn't it? It's everything from laundry detergent to diapers to toothpaste. I'm always
1: fascinated by 3M, just how they... That's more product like diversity rather than ownership as far as I know. But I mean... They make sticky notes and uh, what are those things called? Uh, the things that you have to use in your dorm because they don't want you to hammer things. What are they called?
2: Uh, command strips.
1: Thank you. Yes. Like they, they produce like sticky notes, command strips, but they're also like, oh, you want like an air ventilation system? I got you. What? <laughs> <laughs> so
2: or, or, or tape or any, all these, all these different things that you just don't think about.
0: Face mask? Uh, I don't know about that one. They do. Oh.
2: Oh, here's, wow. oh, I found, okay, here, here we go. I found the picture. Prime, you can use Prime Music, um, Prime, their Kindle, food, um, their video game services, game streaming. Video with, game
1: wait. services?
2: Yeah, they uh, actually, they're- uh, Crucible, a, I think is what it looks like.
0: Uh, they're developing a video game MMO. right now, an open world MMO. Um,
2: IMDb, AWS, Amazon Fresh, Amazon uh, in general amazon pay so um audible and whole foods
0: i have an amazon credit card does that mean i can't use that yep you can't use yep, it
1: Yep, that would be it <laughs> you have an amazon credit card
0: okay yeah, i give five i get five percent cash back on amazon
1: <laughs> oh we were eating the rich <laughs>
0: the rich are feeding
1: me Literally. Oh
0: man. <laughs> In other drama news, we have the interview with Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel with Oprah. All right, I'll do a little hot take. I am so damn sick of seeing Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and all the royal family. Who cares? Anybody else have a take?
1: Well, I am by no means obsessed with the royal family. I, I mean, I had friends who would stay up all hours of the night to make sure they caught every single royal wedding, not me. But I think what's so interesting about this particular situation is that the media coverage on Prince Harry and Meghan Markle is very different in the U.S. than it is in Great Britain. Um in particular, England, uh, concerning his royal family. But basically what you and I would see on a day to day basis of those headlines, the headlines that you're sick of is, you know, them leaving and how they're courageous and, you know, whatever, and taking on all these hot topic issues. Whereas um, in Great Britain, They're really painted out to be these awful people who have no respect for tradition and how they are, you know, too sensitive to all these issues. And in the interview, uh, Meghan Markle talks a lot about uh, mental health issues and uh, several racist comments uh, from staff or even uh, people in, within the family, how they were concerned about her son's, her unborn son's skin color, like how dark he would be. Like, that's not okay. Um, if those, if those statements are true, which I assume them to be, um, like, that's, that's not acceptable. And considering uh, England's rich history and colonialism, I can't say that <sighs> racism would be a, it wouldn't be a far cry, you know? so yeah. I think I think that's a lot of it. Um, I've heard a lot of people equating this interview with Princess diana's tell all. um I'll admit I have not watched Princess Diana's tell all but uh what's also interesting about this though, is that. <sighs> The palace normally doesn't respond to any of this stuff, but people are projecting that they kind of have to, once again, the enormity of the situation. So if there is anything to talk about in response, that'll probably be out, I don't know it's 10 p.m. there now, ish. Yeah, probably tomorrow. So
0: I just yeah, I don't know enough about the story, but my interpretation of the whole scenario. Is they're all a bunch of schemers. All these people seem like a bunch of schemers. They seem like snakes. All of them. I don't I don't care. Yeah, I just don't care. I just feel like those two want more press coverage. That's what it seems like every day. They will it's always something new and they want to stay in the press. They want to stay relevant. Okay. That goes for the, the whole family. I
2: don't know if it's the fact that one, Prince Harry's got no chance of being at the throne ever. He's if everything goes goes the way it is, and no and no one is uh, no one happens to die or anything happens, he would be number six, and that's even before, isn't it? George is the first one.
1: Yeah, William and Kate. George is the first one.
2: Okay, good. Okay. So h- here's this, the line to the throne. So it goes: um, Elizabeth, Prince Charles, mm-hmm. William, George, Charlotte, then Louis. Now, remember, when Louis, when when George, Charlotte, and Louis get married, Prince Harry gets dropped to the bottom. So it's only ever the firstborn is the only one. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: the possibility of him ever even making the throne to begin with is basically nil. All I do know is that some people spent a lot of money for ads to put on that show.
1: I wonder what it would compare to, to a Super Bowl ad. Super yeah, Bowl ads are sucked, thing. by the
2: way. Um, Business Insider said it was twenty million an ad. Jeez. And a Super Bowl ad for context.
0: I think those can be hundreds of millions.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it also varies. Uh, on in 2019,
2: my- five point three million.
1: Oh. Yeah, I'm sure that definitely varies on time and placement in in the progression of the Super Bowl between quarters or halftime stuff. But.
0: Yeah, I could have sworn they were more expensive, huh?
1: I, I think some of the big boy ones are, but, uh, but that that's was, insane. Oh, that's gosh. your
0: average price. Yeah. I don't know. I guess this stuff will be interesting to see, you know, if that racism stuff is true. Maybe people will start to understand that racism is not exclusive to the U.S., which I think a lot of the world stage seems to think it is. Um, my biggest issue with racism and that being exclusive to the U.S. or so people think is everybody seems to avoid China. I'll I'll bring this topic back. It's kind of old, but the their Muslim internment camps, I, it seems people forget about them every, I don't know, every week. They'll come up for a little bit and then people just forget. Other countries are racist people. Uh, I, it'd be hard to say that the UK doesn't have a rich history of racism. So maybe they'll be exposed soon. You guys have a thought on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, racism definitely isn't an exclusively American problem. I I mean, I guess it's kind of it's hard to go out and fix other countries' problems with racism when you can't even handle your own uh, and whether or not you even should be sticking your nose into that stuff. Um, and I mean, how many countries are really willing to air their dirty laundry for us to go poke and prod at, you know, that too? Yeah. But I mean, I I think you do have a good point of sometimes we get too narrowed into um, the American perspective of what racism racism even looks like. Um,
0: Yeah, I just, I don't even know what I think. I think we live in a really strange time, especially with COVID. And it just seems to be getting stranger by the day. Like we keep saying, only time
1: will tell. (laughs) <laughs> have y'all seen that tumblr post where it's like i can't wait i hope i live through a major historical event and then it's like it was supposed to be space travel because yeah we really got the short end of the stick for major historical events Not
0: hey lie. for space travel events i believe the perseverance rover took its first drive the other day a grand total of like 21 feet hey 21 feet's a big deal What I'm really curious to see about that rover is the drone deployment. Did you guys hear about that? Oh, right. It It does have that drone. It has drones. And I really want to see how that works out. If those, you know, work out well as planned, that might be some really interesting stuff. So I'm really curious.
1: I guess we do get space travel. Just yeah, a that. little bit. A little bit.
2: <laughs> we had a whole bunch of big things go on this, this with with space travel in the last little bit. Like, okay, we've had in the last fifteen years, we've had. Well, in the last year, we had the first com- commercial crew flight happen. I Something think we've
0: that I really fast in space travel in the last decade, like almost too fast to comprehend it.
2: Well, I think it's mainly because private companies are doing it and not the government.
0: Oh, preach, my friend. What does that tell us? The government sucks at everything. <laughs>
2: well, but it wouldn't, if we didn't have the government, we never would have gone for it.
0: True. Yeah. You know, I agree. There is a place for government stuff like Social Security. You know, it'd be much harder to do that privately. Um there are other Wait, thoughts Mason, I have. What's
1: society. your opinion on Social Security?
0: Well, I'm just saying, like, government benefits. Government
1: assistance. Like and government oh, assistance. Okay. Like, there's some
0: there's some areas where it'd be much harder to do okay. if it was private, okay. like build roads. That's yeah, kind of okay. need You need government to make it all happen. But.
1: Okay, never mind. I thought you was going to have to blame you for Social Security. Oh, no, <laughs> Mason, no.
0: I do okay. have some arguments for Social Security. I do think it's an outdated system, but I'll save that for another time.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, backburner you that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I, I know if I went into that different age groups have vastly different opinions on that. Oh yeah.
1: No, 100%. I really steer clear of politics in general when I go home uh, for obvious reasons, but uh, living with different people in varying uh, generational gaps, you just kind of Pick your battles, pick your conversations. Hence, nope. Social Security is not one of them.
0: Nope. <laughs> I, honestly, I think the next time people will debate about Social Security will be maybe when we're old. I don't know. It'll, it's going to be a will while. We
1: have Social Security funds for old. Yeah, I don't know. The, okay, we need to table this yeah, one. Sorry, <laughs> I will keep going.
0: Talk. These think-
1: happened.
2: Did anyone watch it? I, to- I
1: opened it up because uh, I was going to write about it for uh, my comm class. And uh, I watched like three performances, but the one performance um, was from last year. And I feel stupid because I didn't realize that all of it was like, I knew it was pre recorded, but I didn't realize I just recycled it. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So, you know,
0: I get why they would recycle it, but. I don't know. I feel like there's, for being such a I don't know, somewhat small city town, North Dakota, her UND has quite a bit of diversity. I don't, I might just speaking out of nowhere, but I feel like it does. What do you guys think? It's think got a, a lot of, a diversity. of
1: I think they do a good job of including um, the minority populations within camp, within uh, the city and on campus. So, yeah. You know,
0: I think so as well with international students and I don't know people from everywhere, different States, whatnot. So to end the podcast, let's talk about some sports. Hockey had a loss in OT against Omaha. Oh, well, you guys will come back and kill it. You're doing great. Men's basketball had a loss. How was how men's basketball doing overall? I'm,
2: uh, I can look quickly. Give me one second. Um mm-hmm. men's basketball currently overall nine seventeen uh conference though, we're eight
1: and eight.
0: Okay. You know, could be worse for sure.
1: So yeah, keep but it for up guys. for men's basketball, it's more it's more important conference wise than overall. Cause you just have to if you want to get into anything the major like March Madness tournament, it's the only berth you'd get would be your like conference tournament championship. Like you're not going to get ranked high enough to actually go more.
2: We can say this though, that frozen face-off is in grand Forks.
1: That's how it...
0: it is.
2: So we got three games. So we're playing Miami on Friday at the Ralph at 737.
0: Nice. Good to know. Some look forward to, uh, women's volleyball, two losses. We'll get through it. We always do. I don't mean to sound so depressing. You guys are doing great. Keep killing it. Women's soccer, two wins. That's that's big. I think last week they had a couple losses, but...
2: Um, oh, women's why? soccer, for all, uh, they play... Uh, they must have had some canceled games. Um, they are 2-2 two and two and for conference, 2-2. Two and two. Okay, yeah. So these wins were big. Good job, yeah, Lee. Big wins and playing NDSU next.
0: Both tennis, women's and men's one. Great to hear. Great job. Softball, couple L's with a dub against Central Michigan. You know, keep working hard, ladies. Uh, football, continuing to dominate. What is football's record right now? I know they're doing very well. Um, um you
1: should also check the rankings while you're at it because that brings me so much joy when we're ahead of NDSU <laughs> oh
0: yeah we are
2: three and oh
1: oh yeah that's right because I read an article where it was like the last time UND started three and oh was like 2008 or something wild
2: and for context uh football um for NDSU I can look at theirs. <laughs> they are three and one Conference those two and one. So we're ahead in conference wise.
0: Nice. Great job, guys.
2: Actually,
1: actually watched the tail end of the football game and we had a really nice interception to close that one out. That was nice. I respect it.
0: I respected it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Great job, guys. Continue to kill it on the field. I know you will. You make U and D proud. I feel like football is too often seen in the shadows. So it's it's awesome to see him doing well.
2: Definitely a very good thing to see him doing well.
0: Well, I think that's all for today. Thank you for tuning into the Dakota Student Podcast. I hope you have a lovely rest of your week. Stay safe out there. Thanks again.